Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Let's Get Real. You're listening to Brenda and Ashley, and today we have a brand new episode for you guys. But before we get into it, we want to make sure to let you guys know to give us a five star review and rating on the Apple Podcast app because it really helps us out. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Our Instagram account is Let's Get Real the Podcast, and our Twitter account it's Let's Get Real the Pod. And also, if you want to check us out on YouTube, eventually we're going to be posting highlight reels and behind the scenes. So our YouTube channel is Let's Get Real Podcast. So today we're going to be talking about toxic friends. So we're really going to go into how to spot one out, how to deal with them, when you should cut one off and all of that stuff. So we're really going to start by talking about some common traits in toxic friends. Brenda, what are some traits that you can really pick up in a toxic friend? In my opinion, a person who seems to be a bad influence and always puts you in a situation that you don't want to be in. So basically, every time you hang out with this person, you seem to be doing, like, getting yourself into trouble or doing things that later on you feel like you're going to regret. And again, it's fine to, like, have these moments happen um, every now and then because you're having fun and you're living life. But if you start to see a pattern in which you're always being put in a situation, I feel like that's when you know that person is toxic for you. Do you have any examples of, like, this experience that you've had with a friend or anything or... I do. I remember uh, back in like my college days, I had a friend who um, was really close to me at the time. Mm -hmm. And every time I hung out with her, I found that I was getting myself into like bad situations. I was going out a lot, getting myself into trouble, going to parties Mm -hmm. and things that like, you know, essentially when you're living young, you do all these things that like you're rebelling. But it always put me in a situation where I always had to question myself like, oh, did I have to do that? Could I have could I have avoided that situation? Mm -hmm. Things like that. I have an example with that, too. Like I had a friendship where she was constantly just bringing me into her dramas and her baggage. Like I was like picking up the pieces of the stuff that she would fuck up on because she was my friend and I wanted to like be there for her. But then after a few months, I kind of realized, okay, like why am I dealing with all this stuff that if you weren't in my life, I would not have to deal with. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was constantly just there for her, but because I was doing that, I wasn't really looking at the picture and like thinking, okay, well this is not normal. This is not okay. Like I'm not this kind of person and I was never doing anything bad, but I was definitely involved with her dramas and I was like, this is toxic. This is not okay. What would you say is a, as a point for you anyways? Something that I've realized in a lot of my past friendships is having friends who are so quick to point out negative things or if I see something negative, they agree with me. But the second it comes to an accomplishment or something that I'm doing well with in life, they're quiet and they say nothing. Like I remember when I first launched my business, I had this friend that was constantly pointing out negatives um, and then I launched my business and she said, hope it works out for you. Like when I told her about it and I was like, damn, like, okay, that's all you have to say. And I've had friends that just stay quiet, that don't repost, that just don't say anything. And I find it very, very weird. Um, Or even if it's just like good news that has nothing to do with work. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people are just quiet and they, they don't want to say anything. But if you ask them, like, oh, like, do you think I should change this? And all of a sudden they have all these opinions on these negative things. And it's like, OK, well, that's yeah. clearly rooted in jealousy or insecurity. And I feel like that's a huge sign of jealousy. And if you're noticing a jealous friend, that's toxic because your friend should be happy for you. And if they're jealous, Agreed. they should keep that to themselves and not let it affect how they treat you. Yeah, I was going to touch upon that and saying how like that is definitely a sign of jealousy. And again, jealousy can be a, a, a factor in which 
things make you feel toxic like in a relationship in a friendship Mm -hmm. any type of situation like being jealous is a very toxic trait Mm -hmm. to have because it just makes you feel angry all the time it makes you like kind of in a resentment like you want to be that person or you don't want to wish them any good and then it it brings back all that negative vibes and i feel like there's a difference between being jealous and acting on your jealousy because sometimes you can't control it like obviously you need to work on it if you're constantly jealous but if you're aware that you're jealous but you're still able to put that to the side and be genuine or you know do something extra for your friend to show that like you're not letting the jealousy affect you that goes a long way because sometimes you can't control it which is sad but you just can't but yeah if you notice someone's emphasizing you know anything negative but won't acknowledge the positive i think that's a really really big sign and what would you say about someone not respecting your boundaries example an example would be i had a friend who at the time i was dating somebody um i remember we would go out a lot and every time we went to an event i felt that she was overly friendly with the person I was dating mm-hmm. and it just it, it was a consistent thing where I'm just like what is going on here mm-hmm. and I feel like that's a big boundary because if you know you're doing something wrong there's no reason for me to have to explain it to I you agree. as a true friend you should be like okay I'm crossing the line here yeah I wouldn't want that to be done to me mm-hmm. so why am I doing it to somebody else I had a friend exactly like that she would just be like way too close to my boyfriend and it was really weird because it's one of those situations where you don't want to put them in check because why do I need to tell you this like why am I sitting here telling you like back the fuck up you know you're my friend you should just know better and know that that's a boundary that you should not be crossing agreed but even with this friend like I started to notice a lot about her in general um something that I really find is a toxic trait is when you have a friend and every time you spend time with them you leave their house you leave their car their presence and your energy's lower like you feel drained and you don't feel good it's not even necessarily like you don't feel good about them but you just don't feel good like you just feel like shit or your energy's just off i feel like that's a huge sign on that person is not good for you yeah do you know what i mean like you ever experienced that yeah like i had a friend who every time we hung out mm-hmm. um i've always felt myself being in an in a negative like energy where yeah i just did a bunch of things with her i hung out we were you know doing a bunch of like things that we normally do but then when i got home and i sat down i'm like ugh, i feel so like like i didn't accomplish anything today i feel so unproductive yeah Mm -hmm. like i have those friends that when i leave their presence i'm like motivated i want to work or i want to just like do something good yeah and or i just leave in a good mood Mm-hmm. But there was this one friend that every time I left her, I just felt tired because I was forcing so much energy out of myself to be, like, compatible with her and get along with her that I was like, this is not worth it. And eventually we stopped being friends, but it was just draining. It was so draining. Yeah. It could also be, like, they have, like, a lot of negative energy. Exactly. Or they're going through things and then mm-hmm. you're trying to listen to them or be there for them, but you consistently feel like every time you hang out with them, it's like they're just consistently venting to you. Yeah. Or complaining. Oh my god. Or just like trying to let go of what they're holding in. So it's kind of like you're kind of holding all that negative energy mm-hmm. that they're that they're trying to release. So when you leave them, it's kind of like, oh, now yeah, I feel you absorbed all of it. Yeah, especially for like you and I, because I really think that you're an empath and I am too. So for you and I, it's like you absorb people's energy. Yeah. So if they're venting to you, it's like you take that on. Yeah. It's like when I was telling you that I did a psychic reading 
and my reader was telling me like oh yeah you you suck up people's energy like she was getting like negative feelings from my friends and mm-hmm. that's happened to me twice with readings in like the past like two months and it's crazy because you can actually feed off of people's energy so people watch who the fuck you're hanging out with if you're yeah. hanging around with people that are constantly down it's, that's a problem it's a problem it's a big problem i think it depends on who you are too because i know both of us i can speak that on both of us mm-hmm. we we sense things from people yeah so if you feel like your mom's having a bad time you kind of feed off of that and you're just like oh i feel really bad <laughs> your that mom she's, that's like so random mom. like it happens like with my family too like people who i feel closest to could be my mom could be like mm-hmm. a really close friend of mine like if i know my friend's having a really like rough week mm-hmm. i feel it because i'm just yeah. like i see how down they are they're not their usual self yeah so it makes me feel like kind of bad because i'm like oh like i wish i could help you or do something for you which doesn't mean in case anyone's confused that doesn't mean toxic at all that's just like you're sympathizing with your friend which yeah, is yeah totally totally i'm okay. just saying like the energy you're feeding yeah off you of them. feed like, off you, it. You, you get these mm-hmm. which is fine like i said if it's a if it's a thing here and there but mm-hmm. if it starts to become toxic Every and time. it's starting to change your personality yeah then that's yeah, yeah, when yeah. like you know okay what's going on here Another point would be a person who always does things that benefits themselves and doesn't like to compromise with you. Mm-hmm. So basically what I mean is a person who's all about them. So it's always their way or the highway. Yeah. Like they always want to go here. And like every time you try to put in your opinion where you want to go, it's like, oh, but we never go there. Let's go to this place. Yeah. Let's go to. I used or, to be like that. Really? Yeah. I used to be like that. Oh, which I is hated so sad. people like that. Like years ago, I was so self-centered where it's like, I want to do this. I want to do that. And I was like the friend that would usually drive too. So it was like my way or the highway. See, no, I'm all about like fairness Mm -hmm. and, you know, trying to compromise, trying to find a middle ground. Yeah. Because it's cool to have things done your way. Like everybody wants things their way. Mm -hmm. But you have to make it so that it's not in a selfish way. Because sometimes I do things and I'm like, I don't want to do that. So I would hope that the person that's with me or that I'm hanging out with would be like, okay, well, you know, we went to the last place that I wanted to eat. Let me ask Brenda where she wants to go. You have to make sacrifices and you have to just like really match each other's effort, which is like another big thing. You just have to make sure that what you put into the relationship, you're getting reciprocated by your friend or whoever it is that you're you're thinking about right now. Because if you're constantly going above and beyond for them and bending over backwards for that person and -hmm. they're not matching your effort that's huge like that's that's too much to deal with agreed so i know that happens to us often where we're always trying to like do what benefits ourselves and do what makes us happy which again is totally fine because it's all about like self-love and finding what makes you happy Mm -hmm. but knowing that you're with somebody and you're trying to like not just it being just about you when you guys are hanging out because then who's gonna want to be with you it's like all right Mm mm-hmm I had a friend that was like all about her and I would do so much for her and she would not do shit for me. Like I would, I did like, oh my God, the things I did for this girl is insane. And then I started noticing that when I'd ask her little favors or when I would, you know, expect something, it was like a huge thing. Like she's the type that I would have gone to go pick up two hours away. But if I needed a ride from like the fucking bus stop for some reason it was such a big problem yeah and it was like damn like i'm really doing all this for you and i ask you the littlest thing and there's always an excuse and i was like okay like i would take that in but i put up with it for a long time and it's just not fair so if you find yourself doing that a lot for a friend really reevaluate your friendship yeah agreed not a lot of people that 
you think are fully there for you are actually there for you yeah and when as you get older you start to notice these little things that maybe you Mm -hmm. didn't notice in the beginning of your friendship which usually does happen when you're in a toxic relationship it's something that again you start to see patterns with it's a consistent thing that's happening every so often and it's just putting you in a negative energy i feel like a main example for that if you guys are listening and you're like i don't know blah 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 if you find yourself always going to go see your friend and they never fucking come see you yeah like that's such a big thing because i would go bus to my friends like i would go drive to them i would go leave my house to go to their house and go to their area pick them up whatever whatever and whenever it was like can you come over they would be like oh like i don't have the car but it's like bitch i bus to you make it yeah. work you know what i mean like i'm not saying like you know go through the fucking sahara desert to get to me but show some effort like if yeah. you're if they're never coming to see you it's, another thing no. too that's very common when you're messaging people and mm-hmm. the person always says like oh you never have time for me or i'm always the one that's messaging you so manipulative it's like this comes by two people like yeah. there has to be the effort on both sides yeah, it goes like both ways. you can't just say you're not putting in the effort you're not putting in the effort but that person is also not really doing much to you know contribute mm-hmm. i agree because sometimes they want to like call you out on that but it's like okay when's the last time you called me when's the last exactly. time you texted me like this is both of us here like don't fucking play dumb like this is the two of us that are not putting in an effort and at least we can acknowledge that because there are some friends that you don't see for like eight months and it's still fine yeah you just have that understanding of like we're both busy we're both adults you know but when you're young you take that shit personally like don't take it personally if it's going both ways that's the way i look at it agreed Another sign of a toxic person would be if they keep getting into arguments and fights with you because you have to keep explaining yourself. Mm -hmm. So in a sense where you're always in a situation and you're consistently having to explain yourself like why you can't do this or why you can't go out and it's Mm. always like oh you're changing oh why can't you do this we go out on Mondays every day and this Monday you can't it's like there's situations in which as a friend you should be able to understand like either if you're going through something or if it's just a busy week and you just you know you have to change things around if a person is not used to you changing certain things last minute because Mm -hmm. things come up and they're kind of focused on them like well this is our thing why aren't you coming why yeah. aren't you you know or it's their birthday and you're going through a rough time and they hit you with the oh if you were a true friend you would come and you're they're putting you in that situation yeah, where you feel like up. what am i doing i agree i personally like i have really strict parents when i lived with them i would constantly have to tell people like guys like i can't sleep out i can't sleep over uh, guys i'm sorry i have to be home at this time blah 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 and like it really kind of affected certain plans. And I had some friends, not recently, but a couple years back, that would make me feel bad about it. Like, are you serious? Like, you're 22, Ashley. Like, blah, blah, blah. Oh, like, yeah. And I'm like, yo, I understand I'm 22, but, like, I just can't. You know, at the end of the day, I live under my parents' roof. Well, I'm not 22 now. But anyways, um, I constantly had that. And it was just so manipulative because it's like, no matter what you say, I can't change it. Mm-hmm. So why are you trying to make me feel shitty about not being able to come out? Like, is it the end of the world if I don't fucking leave the club at 4 a.m. and I leave at 2.30 instead? Like, yeah, like, at the end of the day, you went there and you went yeah, there for that person. I showed so up. why does it have to, yeah. you know, why did that have to put you in that situation where you're kind of, like, questioning yourself? Like, oh, am I being a bad friend by not you know, trying to put in the effort to mm-hmm. see if I can sleep out. It's like... If you're doing what you can, that should show enough to your friend. And if it's not enough for them, then they need to fucking chill out. <laughs> Agreed. No, no, no. It's true. Like, I mean, 
both of us, I feel like, because I don't know if you guys know, but both me and Ashley are Hispanic. Mm-hmm. And if Moms you're Hispanic, are fucking crazy. They are just super strict. Like, I remember when I first went out. Oh this is God. so off topic, but I remember when I was first, like, sleeping over a friend's house, my mom, mm-hmm. her line would always be like, do you not have a bed at your house? Yeah. Like, yeah. that's a common... You're always that, in la calle. You're yeah, You're always right? on the streets. Oh, my God. It's like, you just want to go have fun, but it's it's so hard when you have strict parents. And people just don't get that. Yeah. People don't get it. And, like, if you feel like you're constantly explaining yourself, mm-mm. a real friend will make you do that. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. They should just understand, you know, the situation and understand yeah. that it's, like, not your fault. So something major that I've dealt with with friends in the past is pretty much having a friend that's really defensive or someone that just turns everything into an argument. Mm -hmm. So because of this, I end up avoiding a lot of conversations. So I just never feel like it's worth it to bring something up because I know they're going to escalate it and they're going to kind of victimize themselves, even if they're wrong. You know what I mean? And I just think that's so toxic because you need to be able to be open and have conversations with your friends and call them out on their shit. But like, if they're constantly arguing, you just don't want to. And that's not okay. You should be able to feel comfortable doing that. Yeah, I agree. I had a friend who was like that too, where I just felt like when it came to a conversation, it felt more like an argument. Mm-hmm. And they were the type of person who would feel very defensive. Like yep. every little thing you're trying to tell them, they automatically think like you're attacking them. Yeah. And to the point where, again, you're trying to have a civil conversation and just state something, but then it becomes a whole fight. And there's yeah. like, well, why are you attacking me? Like, why are you, is it my fault? Like, I did this and I didn't lose that. It's and like, I'm just trying to be open with you. Yeah, I You agree. know what, though? I, I was like, I was toxic. I, I guess I was the toxic friend. Maybe that's why it's so easy for me to spot them now. I used to do that. I used to be so defensive and it was really, really bad, especially like, with my family they would say something and i would just automatically jump the gun and people don't want to tell me things because i'm just gonna fucking escalate it see i was the opposite i feel like that's why for me it's easier for me to spot toxic people Mm -hmm. and know when okay i need to walk away because this is just making me feel like drained every time i hang out with you i feel like i have to be a different person yeah and i've had people where it's always their way or the highway or every time i try to like talk about an opinion or something that I see or thoughts about, it's like it always becomes an argument. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, this isn't right. And it's like, I shouldn't have to explain myself. This is who I am. And if you're a true friend, you would understand that. I agree. Okay, so we've talked about how to spot a toxic friend. And like, keep in mind, guys, there's so many other ways to spot them. But when you know, you know. Um, but for you, Brenda, when do you think it's time to cut someone off? Like, when do, when do you feel like it's the right time? Again, this is talking back on all the points that we've mentioned, but mm-hmm. a big thing would be is if you see a consistent pattern. Yeah. You see a consistent pattern or, again, like every time you're with that person, you just feel drained. You feel like you're a different person. Mm-hmm. You had to, you know, fend for that person, make them feel happy, make them feel comfortable because you had to put your feelings and your emotions aside for mm-hmm. this person. I think, again, like when you know you'll know like you 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 sense it it's yeah. something inside of you that you know this isn't right this isn't who i am i'm not happy yeah and that is like the key point i agree if you look at the situation as i'm unhappy in this friendship in this relationship and whatever or if you really feel like you have to look at the reasons why you're friends with them right mm-hmm. and if the reason why you're friends with them is like shallow or 
for example, oh, we've been friends for 10 years or, oh, you know, we have the same circle of friends, so I can't cut them off. Like, there's always going to be a little excuse like that, you know? Yeah. And I think that if those are your reasons why you're holding on to them, that's a sign like, okay, it's time to cut them off because at the end of the day, that shit doesn't matter. I don't care if we have 17 mutual friends and we're going to have to be awkward when we see each other. Like, if you're not good for me, you're not good for me at this point in my life. And again, if you keep that person in your life, it's just going to make things harder for you. Yeah. And you're going to start noticing, like, a change in personality because mm-hmm. you're holding all this stuff from that person that's not who you are yeah you don't need to hold on to that like and i i just really feel like when you know you know like you said Agreed. you yeah. just feel it inside like i don't need this person in my life anymore and the reasons why you're holding on are never worth it so just keep an eye on that and be very aware of that yeah this goes back to self-love you know do mm-hmm. what's best for you exactly don't do it just to like make another person happy yeah okay Ashley so how have you cut people out in the past like did you ghost them did you stop messaging them did you completely ignore them and why was why was that a good reason to do it okay so I've cut a lot of friends off (laughs) like I've cut a lot of friends off and every single time I break up with them I've only ghosted one person in my entire life and I didn't like doing that because it's very weird but I always break up with them. I usually do a text message. My friends know me for like being the like master texter. <laughs> what the fuck did I just say? Master texter? <laughs> master texter. My friends know me for like being able to draft a perfectly written breakup text, but for friends. So I'll be like, hey, like I just want to let you know that I don't think we should be friends anymore. This is the reason A, B, C, D, E wish you all the best like it's very like I always need that closure because if I don't have that closure I know that there's still something lingering yeah and I don't like the idea of that I don't want to bump into you and like not know what happened like I want you to know like this is why we're not friends and a lot of people think it's dramatic and that why am I giving them that satisfaction I don't give a fuck I'll cut you off and I'll tell you why I'm cutting you off and then we can never talk again and it's fine so that's how I do it. How do you do it? Do you go? I feel like you Honestly, ghost. No, really? I was actually going to say I do the same thing. Like I always. I thought you t- ghosted. No, no. Like no I always way. make it seem like a breakup. It's actually very weird. But yeah. I, I also like to explain myself because at the end of the day, like I'm telling you the real reasons. Yep. So to be quite honest with you, the two people that were really close to me and I've cut off. Um, I messaged them and I let them know basically what you said. I did not see that I coming. basically said, you know what? We're clearly two different people mm-hmm. and we're consistently arguing. We consistently don't see eye to eye. And I feel like a friendship isn't, it shouldn't feel that way. It yeah. shouldn't be that way. Yeah. So I think it's just better we kind of, you know, go our own ways. And I wish leaves- you all the best that yeah. end the message and then we go our own ways. It leaves like a somewhat positive note, but also it gives them less ability to talk shit on you yeah because they know why you're not friends anymore and even if they don't agree with you they know you know what i mean so like they can't be like oh brenda did this brenda did that she ghosted like they know what happened and they can't really spread lies because it's it's in the fucking text message yeah so i think that's the best way to do it plus at the end of the day like i don't wish them like usually the people that i that i did cut off Mm -hmm. It was because, again, their personality just changed. It was like yeah. there was always negative energy. And I feel like it's because, I don't want to say this, but like it's kind of like they're damaged. They're yeah, broken. Same, same. So I do wish them the best. And I wish that they find their happy place and healing. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to make them get like, 
I don't want them to become a worse person than they are because of the things that I'm saying. Yeah. Or that they think that I'm wishing bad upon them because I I don't want that. Like, at the end of the day, not every person is for you. Not every person is going to be a true friend. Mm -hmm. But I always wish them the best. Like, you want them to get help. You want them to do better. You want them to find their healing. And it's not your job to fix a broken person. Exactly. It's not your job to take that on and try and make all your friends better and, you know, fix damaged people because it's just it's not if they wanted to fix themselves they would agreed agreed do you think that's the best way to cut someone off or like if not what do you think is the best way i do think that's the best way because again you're you're leaving that like that page closed Mm -hmm. but on good terms yeah you're wishing them happiness there's no like bad energy or you know voodoo-ness or something like someone's wishing you bad like and that's the thing again the reason why i cut those people off were because i do feel like there was like some emotional damage Mm -hmm. in their life that they you know need to fix or they need to find like acceptance within themselves you know again you don't want that negative energy Mm -hmm. it's the best way to do it honestly like i feel like if you're not messaging them and you're just gonna ghost them I truly think that that's kind of childish. Yeah, I think Because so at too. the end of the day, like, you don't know what you did wrong and why you guys are cutting ends. Like, I think let them that, fix themselves. I think there's only one situation in where ghosting is appropriate. And this is the one time that I ghosted someone. In my opinion. Um, if you've told them multiple times about their behavior and you've had a many, many conversations about what they're doing wrong and blah, 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 blah. You've been really open and honest with them. You've tried to confront them about their negative behaviors and they just don't give a fuck. Then I feel like it's appropriate to just ghost because at that point it's like, okay, you clearly don't care about me. Why do I owe you an explanation if you already know why we're not friends? Because I've told you multiple times, like, I don't like that you do this, this, and this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So in that way, I would say, yeah, but I'm yeah. talking about like the first encounter. Like, yeah, first not, encounter, you, you know, need we know to be we're open. not. In, in good terms and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden you just completely ignore me it's like yeah what the hell where did you that's go? not fair yeah um, but i get what you're talking about like it's kind of like in a relationship where you mm-hmm. consistently tell the person like this is not going to work this is not going to work and they keep finding ways in which yeah. they think you guys are going to work and it's like no listen like already this is a step yeah. we're not going to work because you think we are and i think we're not and that's just it's exactly not and then when they break up with you and it feels like it's out of nowhere it's not because they've tried to tell you yeah. you know Um, but I think the best way to cut someone off personally is like what we're saying, texting, um, but even a conversation, yeah, Yeah, like like a a phone phone call call, or meeting up in person if you really need to. I like texting because you will always be able to look back on that. So when Mm -hmm. you grow and you're mature and you look at that message one day, you're going to be like, oh shit, she was right. You know what I mean? Uh, I like texting, but a phone call is like, I broke up with a friend over the phone too and that was fine it's really just like depending on your friendship and everything yeah. it you really will know what's best for you i think texting though is actually good because now that i think about it like you're better at thinking when yeah. you're not in front of a person like you have more ideas yeah, and exactly more thoughts. and again you can make it in a sense where you can say like listen these are your characteristics mm-hmm. these are things that happened and why i think we shouldn't we don't connect anymore yeah and that can also help them because later on they can look back at them and be like you know what Brenda told me that, you know, mm-hmm. I was doing this wrong. And, you know, this other person told me that I'm doing it wrong, too. So maybe it is something I need to fix. Yesterday, I was actually reading a breakup text to a friend that I sent in 2017. And I was just reading because I was like, am I going to look at this now and think that I was childish for cutting her off for this reason? And I read it yesterday and I was like, OK, Ashley, like, good for you. Because, like, to this day, I look at that message and I'm 
proud of it because I'm like, I know I did the right thing because even when I was younger, I still saw those traits. And she probably will, if she were to see that today, she would be like, oh my God, I was a shitty friend. So like, you're always going to have that. So that's, yeah, I think texting is perfect. I think that's the best way. Yeah, agreed. How about letting people back and giving people second chances? What are your thoughts about that? (laughs) I've done this so many times. I'm like notorious for taking back old friends that have done me dirty and giving them chances. And then we go through it and we're friends for a year. And then shit hits the fan and we end up back where we were. And I wasted a year of my time because I do this really, really often. Like I, yeah... I want to hear your thoughts on it first before I I tell you my updated thought on it. Honestly, I'm going to be straight up honest. I think that shit's bad. Mm -hmm. Because if you're letting them go the first time, you have your reasons. Yeah. And you're just kind of putting that aside and trying. Again, I'm all about giving people second chances. But when it comes to like cutting people off, Mm -hmm. you've made it clear Unless you've given each other some time to, like, change and adapt and, like, there's some changes. But even then, because mm. at the end of the day, that person is going to be that person. Yeah. Like, they're going to have to do major changes in order to, to change themselves. And it's going to be a constant thing of going back and forth, like, bringing them back into your life and then, you know, trying to cut them off and then yep. bringing them back into your life. It's kind of like going through, like, a toxic relationship it where is. you know you're not good for each other. But you consistently tell yourself it's going to be different and la, la, Yeah, yeah. And it's the same shit. But now you embarrass yourself because you told your friends and your family that you're friends again. And then you're like, oh, my God. Never mind. Honestly, every person that I've cut off, I've never reconnected with them. I cannot relate to that. I used to take back all my friends. It was to the point that I had to, like, make a vow to myself last year or two years ago that I would never do it again. And I haven't been doing it. I Like, if we were on bad terms. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so I, the way that I look at it now is fuck that because people don't change. A lot of people just don't change it. Even if they do, it is not your job to figure that out. And they don't deserve access to you as an evolved person if they treated you like shit in the past. So now I don't do it. Um, what I was mentioning earlier was that a girl from my past reached out to me yesterday, which is so weird because it was like the new moon or the full moon yesterday. And like, I've been doing so well and blah, 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 blah. And I feel like it was just like the universe trying to disrupt my peace. But anyways, so she messaged me yesterday and she wanted to like reconnect and we did not get off on the best terms. And it was crazy because we haven't spoken in five years. Oh, wow. Five years. Like, I have no idea what she's up to now. She could be an amazing person now. I don't know. Normally, I would have been like, yeah, let's meet up because she wanted to like meet up. Mm-hmm. normally I would have been like yeah let's meet up because she did seem very kind good energy but like I was just like no at this point I don't want anything to disrupt my peace I don't want to go back to that place like even if you're a good person even if you've changed it's just not it's not my job to find out because we stopped being friends for a reason and it's just been so long that it's just not my business anymore yeah. and I just really think people need to look at it like that like even if you're curious you can be curious you can be nosy but there's just no point in bringing lingering shit from the past back into your life because it's not going to end well. Yeah, honestly, those are reasons why I've never done it. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't hate on the people that I've cut off. Like I said, I always yeah. wish them the best. So if I see them down the street, you know, like I won't like turn the other way, but I won't make the effort in trying to, you know, make them think that I'm there for you or I'm going to be your friend. Like, good luck, good good wishes with everything, but 
I'm going to be on my side, you be on your side, and that's that. Like Exactly. Again, if you keep going back and forth, like trying to give them a second chance, trying to give them a third chance, it's just going to be a repetition. It's going to be a pattern, and it's just it's not going to end well. It's not going to end well. And even if, hey, it might, like do you really want to go through all that work to find out? Like do yeah. you really, really – because every time I've let a friend back in, it never ended. I've let like none <laughs> – eight friends back in nine maybe and i'm not friends with any of them to this day the only ones that i still have in my life are the ones that are like from my childhood that we never got into fights you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but if it was like a bad relationship ending friendship ending then it's just mm, no okay so now we're going to introduce a new segment which is questions what do you want to call this segment Questions of the day? Questions of the day. All right. So we got questions of the day, which is pretty much when you guys submit your questions, your advice that you need, or whatever the fuck you want to know or hear on the episode. So it's been pretty much questions that you guys have been sending us through our Instagram account. Once again, the Instagram account is Let's Get Real the Podcast. And it's been questions that everybody that's been, you know, caught up with us, things that they've been listening to through our channels, Mm -hmm. and things that they want to know about. So, we have some questions from you guys. The first one is, there's this guy who seems to like me and he flirts with me often, although he could just be doing it for fun. I feel that there's something there, but then again, he's a very friendly person and I feel like if I ask him he has feelings for me, it'll mess up our friendship. What should I do? Ooh, that's a good question Mm because I had that situation happen to me kind of when I was like in college and I was dating a guy and I had this friend. At first, I didn't think that there was anything there. But Mm -hmm. like with time, once I like ended my relationship with this guy, he would, you know, go out to the movies. We would do all these things that were outside of our friendship. So I think that's a big sign is do you guys do things that is not necessarily in your, like, friendship routine. Like, Like, does he treat you like a girlfriend? Yeah, like, does he start to do things differently? Again, these are, like, little signs that you start to notice that Mm -hmm. they're very, like, there for you, and they might want to be more than just friends. So this girl's saying, should she ask him? I don't think you have to ask him because it is true. I feel like, what if he's not, and then you just, like... I don't think you should ask him at all. Don't ask him, but, like, try to see if there's signs and little things that you notice that, oh, gosh, this guy's really, like... I'm gonna sound like an asshole, but, like, try and make him jealous just to see his reaction. Like, mention a guy, like, really casually, and just see how he reacts to it. If he doesn't give a fuck, then you kind of have a little idea there. But, like, you need to be good at reading people. If you're not good at reading people, don't do this. Or even, like, doing little, like, flirty gestures. And see how see, he responds. Yeah. yeah if he feeds back into it, then you know there's something. But, like, he might friend zone you. Yeah. And you don't you don't want to make that situation, like, a friend zone awkward friendship. So take, take it in your own hands. Um, feel off the energy. Yeah. But I think... Don't ask him. Don't ask him. Don't ask him, but definitely like try to sense the vibes, like what's going Ooh. on here. Or if you have a friend that like knows him, that is friends with him, get Ooh. them to do the digging and pretend that you have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Another question is, I need advice. So this girl is seriously trying to talk to me, but she is still friends with her ex. Okay. I have a couple of thoughts on this. You guys are not dating, so she can be friends with her ex as much as she wants. That's, like, the main thing. If you think that the ex is a major threat, yeah, be concerned if you're dating. But if you're not dating and she's just trying to talk to you, like, she can do what she wants. Okay, yeah. I had a friend 
where the same thing happened when she was just recently getting into her relationship and she was still talking to an ex. Personally, if you're trying to move on, you're trying to move on, let like let go of those ties because you you just need to let go of exes. Like that's my yeah. thing. Like if you're still talking to an ex and you're trying to move on, that relationship is not going to work out. Again, like maybe there's but she said they're seriously talking. No so, she didn't. Yeah, she said seriously talking. Oh, really? We're seriously talking. Seriously trying to talk to me. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I just feel like if you're if you're still talking to an ex, that's a problem, especially if you're trying to move on and move forward and, like, make new relationships with other people. Mm-hmm. I think that that's kind of, like, a red flag. Yeah, if you're getting serious. If it's still, like, you guys just like each other, I don't think it's any of your concern yet. But if you're getting serious, I think you need to talk to the person. Yeah, and be like, think- listen, like, if there's something still lingering there, I'm okay with waiting because I'm not trying to get into something that involves another person that you have history with. Agreed, because you don't want to, like get into that relationship with that person and they still have their ex on yeah. the other side that's just freaking and then weird. you see the freaking messages on their phone and it's their ex's name like i don't want to deal with any of that shit if i'm dealing dating someone agreed yeah if they're seriously talking to you like in a ser- like you guys are serious at this point you need to have that conversation with her and say listen this needs to be cut mm-hmm this one i like because i went through this because i literally just got out of my first relationship so I'm a very reserved person. I don't like to share too much about my life. It's been fine so far in friendships, but I've never been in a relationship. And I know that not being able to open up can cause huge problems in relationships. So before I enter on, how can I get some tips on how to open up with relationships, friendships, and family? Can I answer this? Yes, go for it. Okay, so like this was a problem for me because constantly in the beginning of my relationship, there was this excuse of like, I've never been in a relationship before. I don't know how this works, blah, blah, blah. You need to find someone who's fucking patient, first of all. Um, But when it comes to opening up to people, I think it's really something that you're not going to learn how to do in a relationship until you're in the relationship. Agreed. You can practice it with your friends and family, but you need to accept that, like, hey, I'm going to be vulnerable and that's okay. You have to be open to vulnerability because if you're closed off and prideful, that's not going to get you anywhere and you're going to be single for life. Honestly, though, when you're in a relationship, there comes a time where you feel completely comfortable. Yeah. Like, that person is your other half. Like, you feel comfortable talking about anything and everything in front of them. So, will come a time, like, you might not think it's, like, your time yet because you haven't gone through it Mm -hmm. yet. But I'm telling you now, when you're with the right person, you'll find that right time to just be open and honest. Because at the end of the day, like, we've all gone through things. We've all done things that maybe we're not so happy about. Mm -hmm. But the person who you're with will totally understand that there won't be any type of judgment like it's hard when you're not in the situation because you don't think you'll ever be ready yeah but there will come a time Mm -hmm. trust me when i say you'll feel it inside and you'll know okay i'm gonna let it out i want to talk about it Mm -hmm. i'm gonna share my story my experience with this person and i think a way to prepare for a relationship that you might be in in the future is to really practice vulnerability and letting people know when you're upset when you're feeling things when you're emotional like don't be closed off don't be too reserved like it's gonna make you uncomfortable to be open and everything with your friends and your family but start practicing that so that when you're in that relationship like yes you'll instantly know and you're gonna feel comfortable regardless but like it's still gonna be hard if you're not used to it so start practicing that now like in preparation for that relationship that you might end up in 
Agreed. Another question. Hey, I just want to get advice from you guys on how to realize what you want in life. I'm 18, almost 19, and I still don't know my goals. I can't figure out what I want. I don't have a dream job, a boyfriend, or anything. Basically, I'm the most indecisive person ever i know that now it's the time i need to get serious so i hope you guys would just help me with a little advice on how to figure shit out because i suck for real have you gone through this uh yeah i feel like we all go through that Mm -hmm. when you're the thing is you're still very young yeah still very young at 18 like what? You're not That's, supposed to have your shit together no. at 18. No. You're, you're just ending high school. And this is, I think this is why we all go through this. Because that's the end of high school. You're mm-hmm. going into college, university. You have to start thinking, what the hell do I want to do for the rest yeah. of my life? What am I going to get into? What are my passions? And all these things that kind of make you feel like, fuck, I really don't have anything going for me. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we've all been through that. I know I've been through that. Same. I feel like when you're in high school, you're in this little bubble. Yeah. And you see the same people every single day, five times a week for four years. And once you finish high school, you're out of the bubble and you're in the real world. And you're like, whoa, what the fuck? There's so much out here. And that's when you start to get indecisive. I didn't know what I wanted to do at all. I ended up in like 500,000 different programs. Um, And then I ended up just becoming a YouTuber and got really fucking lucky. But to find what you want to do with your life, I think you just need to try different things and see what's sticking and like a big piece of advice that I've kind of learned is to go back to what made you happy as a child and do that because whatever you're good at you will be successful in yeah I mean honestly if it makes you feel better I still don't know what the hell I want to do with my life it's hard to know like I've been in and out of jobs trying to find like what I'm interested in and what I see myself doing for the rest of my life because again like the older you get you start to give yourself that timeline and think okay like I'm 30 years old like I have to have my shit together and I think that's timeline toxic yeah that's exactly what I was gonna say I feel like that's what makes us feel very worried Mm -hmm. like we're like time is ticking and I'm not getting anything done yeah so just give yourself the credit like have fun you're again you're 18 turning 19 this is your prime time she's talking about boyfriend I didn't have my first boyfriend until I was 24 Again, like, everyone has their own pace. Everyone has their own pace. Don't feel intimidated. Don't make yourself think, like, oh, because my friend has a boyfriend, my friend has this job, like, what am I doing? Yeah. Again, maybe they do have their shit together, but you don't know if that stuff is going to stick for them. Also, go back to this quote, comparison is the thief of joy. If you're comparing yourself to other people's, you're just taking away from your own happiness. Live your own life, follow your own path, and just go by that. Yeah, just know that there's nothing wrong with you. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with you. It's fine that you don't have a boyfriend. It's fine that you don't have your dream job. Honestly, like I said, right now you're in your prime time. Have fun, let loose, do all that stuff because trust me, when you get to your 20s, that's when you have to start crucially thinking, okay, what am I doing? What do I want to do? Again, not saying that you have to have your shit together by 20 because again, yeah. I'm 26, I don't got my shit together. So that's totally fine. But don't be too worried about it. Because then it's just going to make you feel like you don't have your stuff together. Exactly. And it's just, yeah, it's just... Unnecessary pressure. Agreed. Okay, so there's two questions. This one we don't really have to answer, but I do want to address it. This person said, advice on self-care and self-love. Well, lucky for you, we have a whole episode on that, episode four. Go back to that one and take a listen. Episode three. Episode three? (laughs) Fuck, was it really? Yeah, episode four was about... Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry, sorry. Episode three is all about self-love. You'll know by the title. 
go check that out. And then the last question that I think we should answer today is, so I've been crushing on this person and they just broke up with someone last week. Ooh. I want to know when it will be the right time to tell them I like them. Fuck. No, Damn. do not tell them you like them. They're, do it, do it, do it. Do not do it. If somebody came to me and told me that they liked me right now, I'd be like, are you fucking stupid? I just got out of a relationship. I don't have time for you right now. I mean, it depends how that relationship ended. True, because if they disassociated from the relationship already, because I have a friend that did that. She, like, completely, like, broke up with her boyfriend in her mind before they actually broke up. And by the time they broke up, she was, like, over him, right? Yeah. So that's true. I mean, I've done it. <laughs> I I can't because I need to heal. I need to move on. Like, I'm really- not... Like, no. it really depends. It really depends. Was that relationship toxic? How did they end? Yeah, true, If it was, true. like, obviously, if they feel sad about it, then give them time to, yeah. like, reflect, to get over it, to move on. Because mm-hmm. you don't want them to make it seem like you're their rebound. And because that's just not... Unless you're trying to have fun, then sure, do your yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, if you're really trying to, like, be there for that person mm-hmm. and want something, like, like boyfriend, in the long girlfriend, run, emotionally involved. Yeah, yeah. Give them time. Let them heal. And then maybe, you know, with time, just be that person that mm-hmm. is there for them and maybe they'll start to see that and think it's so sweet and then yeah. maybe feelings will like will be there to, for yeah. them as a friend and just be around right yeah eventually once they've moved on and they've healed then they're gonna be like hey my friend's looking kind of good lately and then they might start like <laughs> switching their perspective on you you know yeah yeah again if it ended bad though just go in there yeah, and do shoot, your your shot. <laughs> shoot your shot <laughs> shoot your shot so that was the last question all right so that was a good episode we talked about a lot of stuff we covered a lot of things we did again this is something new for us the whole question yeah um so don't be scared don't be shy like hit us up dm us let us know what are your thoughts Mm -hmm. what kind of questions you have for us we're gonna be answering questions even if it's not related to the topic at the end of each episode, we're just going to go over what you guys send us. So it doesn't have to be relative to the topic at all. You can literally send us embarrassing moments, funny stories, just stuff for us to read so that we can engage with you guys and be more interactive. So don't forget to message us on Instagram. And our, follow us. Yes, hit that follow button. Um, our Instagram account is Let's Get Real the Podcast. Our Twitter account is Let's Get Real Pod. Our YouTube channel is Let's Get Real Podcast. You can search that up. Make sure to subscribe. And that's pretty much it. That's all for today's Ooh, episode. Wait, wait, oh. wait. Five star review and rating. Don't forget. Yes. Hit those five stars. We yes. need them. We need them. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. That's it for today's episode. This is Ashley. And Brenda. And we'll be back next week. Bye. Bye.